Maybe you don't feel anything for your husband because you can't forgive him. And if we're talking about forgiveness, that means that he's inflicted a lot of pain on you in some way. Maybe he's just lazy. Maybe he doesn't love you anything close to how Christ loves the church. Maybe he's not there for you. Maybe he's not responsive. Maybe there was an affair. Maybe there's pornography. If we're talking about forgiveness at all, it means that you've been hurt. And that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. There's a passage at the end of Genesis chapter 2 that's, that's really interesting. I sometimes ask people why they think it was in the Bible. Like why God wanted this verse included in the Bible. After it talks about the creation of Adam and Eve, it says, The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And I ask, why do you think God wanted that in the Bible? He wanted us to know that they were both naked and they felt no shame. Seems like a strange addition, but there's something really beautiful behind it. As you picture Adam and Eve in the perfect world, both completely exposed in every way, neither of them felt embarrassed because neither of them had any reason to feel embarrassed. In fact, as Eve looked at Adam, by the way that Adam was looking at her, she could just tell that he loves me just the way I am. I don't need to hide anything. I don't need to pretend. I don't need to lie. I just, I get to be who I am and, and I'm perfectly, completely loved. And Adam felt the same thing. As he looked at Eve, look at, look at him, he knew by the way she was looking at him, she loves me just the way I am. She's not trying to change me. She's not trying to fix me. She's just, she just loves me. Of course, easy for them <laughs> because at that point, neither of them had messed up. They hadn't inflicted any pain on the other person. That would come in the next chapter. Easy for them because they are, there was nothing to forget. But in a marriage, there often is. There's a lot of pain that you would love to forget. But the truth is, you don't need to forget in order to forgive and to move on and to start growing your intimacy again and your relationship with them. One of my favorite accounts in the Bible that shows that is the account of Joseph and his brothers. I'll give you the, the very quick backstory if you're not familiar with Joseph, but when Joseph was a teenager, his brothers sold him. First, they wanted to kill him, but then they decided to do their brother a favor, be nice to him, and just sell him. <laughs> which, which wasn't very nice, but they, they really despised him. Their relationship was really bad, and they inflicted a lot of pain, not just on Joseph and sending him away, but, but on Joseph's father, broke his heart, and on Joseph's mother, broke her heart too. And then Joseph went through this up and down, mostly down journey of a lot of different people forgetting about him and never again, re, never returning to his home ever again. A lot of decades went by and, and eventually, to make a long story short, uh, we see that God remembered Joseph and, and he took care of him and he eventually got him into a very powerful position where he was in charge of basically all the food that was left in the world during a worldwide famine as he was in a position of power in the country of Egypt. And so there was a seven-year famine that was going on. He was in charge of distributing it to anybody who came looking for food. And since the whole world was out of food, except for the stockpile in Egypt that Joseph was overseeing, eventually, who do you think came walking in to ask Joseph for food? The brothers who sold him so many years earlier. And do you think Joseph forgot what his brothers had done to him? No. Not at all. 
He didn't forget. He eventually revealed himself to his brothers because they didn't recognize him at first. They never expected to see him again. He said, I'm your brother. And they were scared, but he said, don't worry about it. Move your families to Egypt. Bring dad, you know, bring dad too. And then they all ended up living in Egypt. But then a number of more, a couple more years went by and their dad finally died. And then the brothers got very, very scared. And they, they said, I bet you Joseph is going to hold a grudge against us. And now the dad's gone, you know, maybe he, he stopped from inflicting any kind of pain on us or taking it out on us for the sake of dad. He didn't want his heart to break all over again. But now that dad's gone, um, they were really scared of what Joseph was going to do. And so they made up this story about dad saying on his deathbed that Joseph should forgive them. And, and when, they, when they told this fictional story to Joseph, Joseph just wept. He just wept and he said, he said that he forgave them. But he didn't forget. In fact, he reminded his brothers. He said to his brothers, he said, I, did, I didn't forget, you intended to harm me. And he knew all the ways that they did. He remembered. He couldn't, that changed his life. There's no way he could forget that pain. You intended to harm me, he said. But, he went on, God intended it for good. In other words, God did something good with the painful thing that you did. It's like, you intended to harm me, they said. And they did. They intended, they intended to, that they would never see their brother again. But, but God took it and intended that people from all over the world would come and search Joseph out and beg him for food during a famine. They intended that they would really, in a sense, end his brother's life. But God took this one life that had been hurt so much and saved millions through it. They intended evil, but God did something good. And that's what Joseph chose to remember. He didn't forget the awful thing that was done to him. He didn't forget the pain. He didn't forget all the challenges that came along the way. He just chose to remember that our God is always bigger than it. And that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not pretending like the other person never hurt you. Forgiveness is not saying that what they did was okay. That's not what forgiveness is. It's just remembering that whatever they did, our God is going to overcome it. Our God is going to overcome it. And he knows the types of pain he promises to overcome and how difficult they are for us to go through and to suffer through. Because he did too. Jesus didn't forget our sin. The sins against him, the sins of the people who pounded the nails into him as he was hanging on the cross. He didn't forget the people who spit in his face along the way. He didn't forget the people who ripped his skin open with a whip. He didn't forget it at all. He simply chose to put all that pain into the hands of our Father in heaven who wanted to give every single person on earth, however much they've been hurt, however much they have hurt somebody else, a reason to move forward again with hope. And that's exactly what God gave Adam and Eve in the garden when they were hiding themselves from one another because they knew they had reasons to be ashamed. God promised them right in that moment that God was going to send from the woman's own body the seed of the woman that would come and crush the head of the serpent that tempted them to cross a line that they knew they shouldn't. And how, how often did they need to hold on to that hope that God can overcome anything? 
The Bible tells us Adam lived over 900 years and he never saw the seed of the woman that eventually saved everyone, not with his own eyes. How often as he was suffering the pain of the world and being reminded of the pain that he brought into the world because of his sin, did he need to go back to that promise of what God is able to do to overcome this world's deepest pain. You've been hurt. You've been hurt. It's a hurt that you probably will never forget. But God really can save you from it. But God will not let it get the best of you. But God wants to take it in his hands so that you no longer have to carry it in yours. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast but want to go even deeper in your faith, I want to invite you to check out all the great content that we put out here at Time of Grace. Um, the easiest way for you to do that and the way that I personally do that is by signing up for the Time of Grace email. I might be biased, <laughs> but I think the Time of Grace team does a great job putting all into one email, a written devotion, a video devotion, a blog post, podcasting options. It's the way that I love to start my day. And if you want to go deeper with Jesus, it's a great way to start yours too. Just look for the link in the episode notes to sign up and thanks for your support.